Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Hear you calling NHL 2002. You remember that one? Yeah, of course you do. Brendan Escott here on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer. he's got the day off. He's flying back home from sunny California. And it was a road trip under uh, Ken Hitchcock. And it was one in which the Oilers... Uh, what do you think? I don't know. It's tough to say because I think they played pretty darn good hockey and just didn't get anything to show for it. They knocked off San Jose. They looked pretty good in that game. And then Friday, oh boy, they had that one in the bag, didn't they? And all of a sudden, 17 seconds left in the hockey game, they don't have it in the bag. And then you get it to overtime, and you start thinking, okay, well, throughout overtime to this point in the year, I don't think there's a better team. And it didn't work out. They didn't even get a chance in that overtime period. Fast forward to last night, 5-2, the loss. Alex Chason looked like he was going to put the entire team on his back. And it just wasn't enough, ultimately. Not a bad game by the Oilers, though. Not a bad game by Cam Talbot and goal. What can you do? Oilers now brought to you by the title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 630 Ched. You can visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more. Digitex.ca. Tell you right now how to get a hold of us. First and foremost on the Heartland Ford text line. Not your small town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. And of course, you can call us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline as well. 780-496-0063-5440 at the River Cree on December 29th. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Again, Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Bob will be back tomorrow to tee up the Oilers and Stars. They're back at home tomorrow taking on Dallas for the first time this season. I can already see there's a lot of input that people are putting in looking to get their opinions heard so let's jump right to the text line before we head to that audio vault this one coming in out of Edmonton the decision to fire Todd McClellan was a blunder of epic proportions yes Hitch is a great coach 
But even if it works out for this season, how long could we possibly have him for? Todd was a long, long-term head coach thrown under the bus to save Chia's job. And now he's going to be gone at the end of the season anyway. Ken Hitchcock was brought in because there wasn't the expectation of him being here beyond this season. We know that Hitch, that uh, McClellan rather was sort of the, the scapegoat for bigger problems. And there were some things that he could have done better. I think a lot of people watching from their coach would think that maybe their young players should have got more of a chance, particularly Yamamoto, Bouchard. Bouchard can't get a chance now. He's not till the end of the season. And Yamamoto still on the minors while Yessa Pugliarvi was recalled. What do you think of that move? You can hit me up on the Heartland Ford text line 630-630. Let me know what you think of that. That's an interesting one. I like Hitchcock taking the reins in that situation and saying, I want to be the one responsible for his development. I think, above all else, if anything this season, I mean, we'll get in a second to how difficult it may be with these losses mounting for them to make the playoffs. But above anything else, you need to have these young players developed and ready to go next year so there's not a repeat of the kind of disappointment that the fans have been exposed to for so long, right? And if Hitchcock thinks he's able to do that at the NHL level, why not? Another text coming in. Hey, Brendan, the problem with this team is the simple lack of organizational depth and the cap. The former has been the result of 10 to 12 years of poor scouting and poor management. The latter rests solely on the shoulders of the GMs, including the present one. So changing the coach again is quite simply an educated hope that somehow Hitchcock can coach this group out of these significant deficiencies. But hope is a not good strategy for long-term success. That's definitely a school of thought. In 10 to 12 years of frustrated fans, I mean, (laughs) what can you say at this point? you got to hope for something. And you've got to remember, too, that most general managers in the league, they get a couple of coaching changes before it's their job. Somebody else lost their job earlier today. We'll get to that in a bit. But uh, we're going to go right now to the Oilers Audio Vault. It's brought to you by... Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. And I think that we should simply kick this off with the audio recap of last night's loss in Los Angeles. Am Talbot getting the call, trying to snap a five-game losing streak, will be the starting netminder. Good evening, everyone, and welcome inside Staples Center. Pass left-hand side. Kopitar beats Weidman to the net. Back door. One-timer score. Dustin Brown. Centers. Jason tips it home, and this game is tied. Off the draw. Sharp angle. Sharp clip up. Rebound. Score. Jason again. He's got two, and the Oilers have their first lead of the night. And it's Andre Kopitar down the right-hand side for Los Angeles. Pulls up. Centers. What? score. Dustin Brown ties it up on the power play. He's got two tonight. And it's Larson had it taken away. Two on one. Brown and I follow. Brown will shoot and a save made by Talbot. Great stop, Talbot. Here's a lead pass. Kopitar. Breakaway. Behind Larson to the net. Rich shot score. Andre Kopitar tucks it home short side. And the Kings take a 3-2 lead with 15 and a He'll dish off to Jeff Carter. Float it up to Brown. Shoots and scores. Patrick Dustin Brown. 53 seconds to play. And the Kings go up 4-2. 
So goaltending was not the problem last night. I know that you can pin a lot of the recent uh, turmoil on what's been going on in goal. In my opinion, they play from behind way too frequently. They gave up the first goal again last night. And you're just not doing yourself any favors when you're constantly having to play from behind in a hockey game. But that's my take. Let's see what Ken Hitchcock thought on the game. We got a real push from Los Angeles at the start of the game, and Talbot was outstanding. And then we really settled in and played very well. Played very well in the second, and gave up the breakaway, which was felt like the only chance in the in the third period they had. And that's that's tough. That's tough when you play that hard and that well to give up that chance. But we we had uh, this three game. We had. You know, some some really good participants and some people that we're going to need a lot more from. I think you'd probably agree that they're not playing any worse under Ken Hitchcock. And I think you'd also agree, because you're a logical sports fan, that it's going to take time for anything that Hitchcock is trying to instill in this team to take effect. He's had three games at the helm now. They're 1-1-1. One, one, one. I'm not turned off of anything at this point. In fact, I, I like the, the moxie of Hitchcock. Let's see how he feels through three games. I'm really impressed. I'm way more impressed than I am disappointed. I'm, I, I see a group that cares deeply. I see, I see we got to work on some things, and, and, you know, I got after it today pretty good on the bench a couple of times to get people to change their thinking, but... I see a lot of things that, as a coach, you got to like. Like you got to really like, and and you know, there's there's a willingness to learn. So, I think overall, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited by by the potential, and I know we can get better, and I know that it's there. But I also know that we came in three tough buildings. I mean, there was a lot of proud players that played down there. All their best players, they all got rings, and those were the best players tonight. And we still went at those guys pretty hard, so that's a good sign. It's going to take time. That's the overarching theme here. But one thing that Hitchcock did change right off the bat was he put together what's and this is beyond me why it's called this, but the identity line. The identity of any hockey team in 2018 should not be three hulking, defensive-minded forwards. I, I don't know why that's called the identity line, but they've been playing well together. Brodziak, Cassie, and Lucic. 6.30, What do you think of that line? Let's see what Ken Hitchcock thinks. Well, you just want to see him rewarded because the, the line's been tremendous. I mean, the line is... Dominating in the boards, they're 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 playing defense by hemming the other team in. They're getting numerous scoring chances. You just know that if if this is the way they're going to continue to play, you you know you're going to get um, you know you're going to get goals from them. Thank God they're they're playing because they're they're really giving us they're giving us great minutes. You know they're giving us 12, 13 minutes a game, but they're really solid minutes with great possession time, lots of scoring chances. So that's a good sign. It is a good sign, and it's a good sign that Connor McDavid is still contributing because without him, obviously, this team would be a lot further down in the standings than they already are. And he, a lot of people on the text line, on Twitter, everywhere else, are talking about how these are starting to become wasted years for Connor McDavid's career. And to you, I say he's still 21 years old. Let's pump the brakes a little bit on wasting a generational talent. The pieces are there, but there's not enough of them right now. I won't disagree 
on that one. And there's definitely some more work to be done, says the captain. There's always more work to be done. Um, you know, he said in Anaheim we never really made a huge mistake, and um, you know, tonight uh, they just get behind us uh, you know, one time, and, and they're able to hold on. Um, you know, they, they're a team that that's, that checks hard. Um, it doesn't matter um, what their record is or anything like that. They're a team that that's always checked hard, and it's a tough building to win in. And um, you know, they uh, they did a good job shutting it down after they got the lead. So Anzi Kopitar's goal last night was was basically the difference in the game. He he blew by Weidman. He was basically in on a breakaway, and he beat Talbot on a little uh, hesitation move there. Looked like he was going backhand, went to the forehand, and put it uh, low on that right leg of Talbot. Look, if you ask me, at some point, Talbot has to make a game-saving save. If he wants to be the starter of this team going forward, Talbot's got to be able to steal a game. And... He hasn't done that. He's even if he's not costing the team the game, he's certainly not winning his team the game. And you just need more out of him. One mistake costing the team the game last night. I don't know if it boils down to just one, but that's what Connor McDavid thinks. You know, you look at uh, last game against Anaheim. You know, ten seconds away from you know, a really good game and a really big win. And you know, coming in here, um, I thought we did a lot of good things early, and you know, kind of just one mistake that uh, that, that that cost us. And um, ultimately, couldn't get it back. And finally, uh, Lucic, a hot topic. He has been all season, and he's somebody that Ken Hitchcock said could unlock. We could find that lost offense with this player, said Hitch when he first came aboard. Another thing that everybody wanted to hear, perhaps that's why Hitch said it. Let's see what Lucic says on how it's been on playing underneath new head coach Ken Hitchcock. I think we played really well and bought into to him the last the last three games since he's been here and we've had two really good practices under him as well so you know it, it's an adjustment uh for sure just because you know he we don't have time in camp with him and you don't have time to sit through video um like you normally do with with your coach but looking at the five ice times that we've had with him it's uh, i think we've been pretty good but there's still steps that we need to take and finally, one last point of emphasis from last game for me is is Yesapoyarvi. He's up. He's not necessarily playing those top line minutes, which is what a lot of people, a lot of armchair scouts and talent development people say that he needs to do. Is he needs to just get up there, throw into the wolves, and let's see what he can do playing with some skilled players. He he took a the kind of penalty that I and I don't know Ken Hitchcock that well, like a lot of people who have been alive a lot longer than myself do, but. He took a penalty water skiing on a player, not moving his feet. And I can tell you that any coach, particularly an old school coach, but any coach at any level of hockey is going to be frustrated when a, a player takes a penalty for not moving his feet. And that can't happen. That's the kind of thing that doesn't earn you top line minutes. He has to be able to think the game quick enough and when you're not thinking the game quick enough that's when your feet stop moving and you end up taking a penalty. So we'll get one last thought here from Ken Hitchcock on how Yessa Pugliarvi played versus Los Angeles. I thought when he got up to the pace, he's getting he got better and better and more and more involved. And I think moving forward, uh, we we can accelerate his progress. But I, I liked 
as the game went on, he, he was in he was in awe of the start. But as the game went on, he got better and better, and that's a really good sign for us. So there's something to work with. There has to be something to work with with somebody who was taken fourth overall, right? Something. It just depends on whether the right people are in place to be able to extract that out of Yessa. And he shows flashes, but it's just nowhere near frequent enough. And I wonder, again, I say, I wonder if it's just a matter of time before Yamamoto was given the same opportunity. Because, again, the, the bottom lines of this team are just not putting anything in the net at all. It's Brendan Escott here for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Bob is flying. He'll be back tomorrow. No worries there. We'll get to a couple texts when we come back. And we'll also get to NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. It's 1221 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 1224 in Edmonton, Brendan Escott. Pinch hitting for Bob Stoffer here on Oilers Now. Some guests on the show receive gift cards to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Ruth Chris Steakhouse. It's 9990 Jasper Avenue. I promise you it is the best steak you've ever had. Couple texts coming across the Heartland Ford text line at 630. 6.30. This one comes in at a Lloyd Minster, says, Pathetic. Every game players take penalties getting a hold. It's just ridiculous, the expectations. Quit drinking Spectre's water. Is it too much to ask that a player moves his feet in the defensive zone? My apologies. This one comes in from Brad in Edmonton. If you have to ask the question why the identity line is vitally important to the team, you wouldn't understand the answer. They've been fantastic because that's the kind of group that Hitchcock coached through the era that Hitchcock co- coached. rather. St. Paul, Alberta, it's Trent. He says Shirelli has to go ASAP. The team has gotten weaker with every move of his. Does anybody trust him to go through a trade deadline if he knows he won't be back anyway? He's not going to sabotage the team at a trade deadline knowing that it's last hurrah. (laughs) That's ridiculous to think. But I understand the skepticism as to what other kind of move is going to be made. But I ask you this, with a roster that is rather skeletal in terms of real quality hockey players, he's not trading Lucic because nobody's going to take Lucic. He's not trading... Dreisaitl or McDavid. So at what point, where is he going to make a move that's going to make this team thinner than everybody's accusing it of being? I'm one of those people, by the way, that is accusing it of being rather thin. There's there's just no excuse for the lack of depth scoring 26 games into a season or 23 games into a season, I should say. One more coming in from Salmon RBC. It's Howie says, Hey, Brendan, the Brodziak line is playing very well. However, Brodziak's in the running for the Teddy Purcell Award as the softest player in the league. Why doesn't Brodziak finish his checks? Is he getting Luch and Cassian to do all the tough work? What do you think? I think that playing on that line, he certainly doesn't have to play the heavy presence. The other two are paid that money to be that. But what I did see out of him was a pretty solid game defensively and out of a third-line center. Now that Strom's not there, they need that 
out of Brodziak, and I think that's part of the reason why everybody thinks this team's been playing so well. Anyway, let's get to NHL Today. It's for elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear. Five games on the NHL schedule tonight, including the Maple Leafs entertaining the Boston Bruins in an original six matchup, and the Senators are visiting the New York Rangers. The Capitals are without both Evgeny Kuznetsov and TJ Oshie for the sixth straight game, both out with upper body injuries. And of course, the news of the day, the Flyers have fired General Manager Ron Hextall, with Team President Paul Holmgren saying, quote, they no longer share the same philosophical approach concerning the direction of the team. Darren Dreger tweeted that Chuck Fletcher and Ron Francis are two candidates to replace Hextall. The team had a 132, 97, and 40 record under his regime. He took over in 2014. The injury bug biting the Nashville Predators once more. Kyle Turris was placed on the injured reserve with an undisclosed injury. He will miss at least the next three games. Rocco Grimaldi called up in his place. Montreal Canadiens have placed defenseman Carl Alsner on waivers. He's only appeared in eight games this season in year two of his five-year, $23-plus million contract. But... That's because Shea Weber is expected to be activated from the IR before tomorrow night's game. So they did need that roster space and, of course, the cap room as well. The Edmonton Oil Kings dropped both games this weekend. On Friday, it was a 4-3 overtime defeat in Moose Jaw. And on Saturday, they fell 3-2 to Swift Current. We will hear from head coach Brad Lauer later in the show. That team right now is 14-9-2-2, second in the Central Division. And finally, the U of A Golden Bears. They beat up on the U of C Dinos over the weekend, winning Friday's game 6-2. Clayton Kirichenko had three assists in that game. And then Saturday, it was an 8-0 defeat. And that was Luke Phillip registering a hat trick and two assists. He's now in a four-way tie for the league lead in scoring with 17 points in only 10 games. John Shannon coming up after we step aside for a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brendan Escott pinch hitting for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.